Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on the We Thrive podcast, where we share stories from entrepreneurs from around the world. I am your host, Casey Clark, and I'm also the founder and chief growth officer of C. Clark Consulting. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Christine Churchill, who is the founder and CEO of Customer Service Institute of America. So thank you so much for joining us today, Christine. Hey, Casey. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to do this. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, so I have run the Customer Service Institute of America now for um, over 13 years. And I actually launched the business almost out of uh, a necessity, a, a need that I felt that we had in the U.S. I worked for the Customer Service Institute in Australia. Prior to this, I headed up their learning and growth area and found that there was a need there and also started certifying organizations to the International Customer Service Standard, which is something that we also do. And I found just there was this, um, this shift in organizations who went through this process and it was really gratifying to see. And I thought that that was a need that we had here in the US. So uh, brought that business over here and kind of structured and changed it in a way that makes it work for businesses based in the U.S. and internationally as well. So that's a little bit about the business and we're based here in Chicago, Illinois and yeah, I've got a couple little girls and that's, that's a little bit about me. So as you know, the name of the podcast is We Thrive. So what does the word thrive mean to you? Mm, so this is a question that I think is, um, well, it actually was some good food for thought for me. And so what does that mean? I guess it's changed. The definition of thriving for me has changed a lot over the years. I think I always thought thriving meant kind of um, always, you know, being the best and striving for more. And while I still agree with that, I think thriving now to me means so much more in growing as a person growing my business to be meaningful uh, in a lot of different ways. Not, it's definitely not about just the bottom line. It's certainly about how we can enhance businesses and people and improve lives that way. And so thriving to me is just, you know, taking each day and trying to just put a check in the wind column for yourself. So we're all gonna, I feel like I hit obstacles all the time. And I used to be one who's just like running towards something and hitting a brick wall, thinking that my, my running was like my thriving. But I find now, as I'm getting older, that thriving is more about just like taking that step and continuing the journey and getting closer to your dreams and your goals and growing as a person, I guess. Absolutely. So speaking of obstacles, what obstacles have you had uh, when you've been trying to thrive? So Casey, are you saying like, are you asking just from a business perspective or just in general? In general, it can be like, personal, professional. Like I feel like it's, you know, it's hard to separate them, you know, especially when you're in a small business. Yeah, no, that's very true. Yeah, I think that a lot of obstacles have kind of come my way. Certainly a few economy issues when I first started and, um, and even now where things dip and then sometimes they're really great and sometimes they're not. And it's just that opportunity to try and think about 
ways to maybe reinvent. So instead of seeing anything that I'm running up against as an obstacle, I try and look at it from a different perspective. Like how can this be something that we can improve ourselves or the business at this time? Um, and certainly personal obstacles are, I'm not, uh, I've got a lot of those, uh, certainly. So I ended up in Australia because uh, my mother had died unexpectedly and I just kind of needed to, I don't know, I didn't want to necessarily say I'm running away from the problem, but I thought it was a good opportunity for me to change my environment, which sent me to a different country. Mm -hmm. And ultimately uh, a failed relationship, right? That was part of that. And so I think that in that time though, you learn so much about yourself and how you can just take all of those things and put them into, I don't know, put them in not just to your work, but into your life and ways to maybe be kinder to other people. I think everything that you learn leads you to learning more about yourself and thereby being able to be more empathetic to others and help uh and just help others I think I think that's kind of it's kind of a, a thing that when I was younger I don't know that I recognized so I love what you said about how you kind of look at the opportunities and it sounds like you really look at you know obstacles as an opportunity for improvement and even you know you made the point that you can be more empathetic towards people um, and that kind of came along with time. So um, do you have any person in particular that might have helped you overcome some obstacles or is there anything that sticks out that was like, wow, I really needed this? Okay. Yeah, Casey. So that's a, that's a really good question. And that's actually a really long list of people or things or that have influenced me along the way. Um, yeah, I can start from a business side. Certainly, I have clients now that are such near and dear friends to me that I have learned so much, so much through them, um, just from more from the type of people that they are and the leaders that they are versus just anything business-wise. So I'm really grateful for that. Uh, I found that I'm much more entrenched now in uh, my faith than I was before, and I think that's something that helps me when, um, yeah, when sometimes I just feel lost. I feel like that's a good place of grounding. And you, you honestly just can't beat good girlfriends. <laughs> so I think that having good girlfriends is something that's, that's helpful and can help bring people to just to see yourself in a different way. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes, I think all people are very hard on themselves. I often think that women are quite hard on themselves or the expectation of themselves and maybe that the world has of women is um, a little different. And I just think that having, you know, having friends that can share what they see about you versus what you maybe you're telling yourself, I think that really can help you continue to move forward, especially when times are, are hard. And honestly, Casey, ever since I was little, I just have always had this uh, belief that everything in life happens for a reason. And I know people, a lot of people discount that, but I think I've always had to think that way. There was a lot of loss uh, early in my life. I was exposed to that pretty young. And I just, I felt like there was always 
some kind of silver lining that came out of this and I just continue to believe that. So, um, yeah, I think that those are the resources that I have and I'm very blessed to have and, and I can draw from all the time. I love that. Uh, I mean, you, you just have such a positive attitude and I can definitely relate in finding the silver lining in things. So I, I think it helps make the days better <laughs> and, you know, not a, as dreary. So awesome. So yeah, definitely. Does. I think too, I mean, that's it. I just, the time that we're recording this too, there just seems like there's just a lot of some days it's hard for a lot of us to get out of bed or to see where the silver lining is. But, you know, just find, I guess I just always try to think about like what's going to make me happy today and say it was a pumpkin spice munchkin. Um, no, but, but seriously, there's always something that's like going to make your day really, really amazing if you just take a minute to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of that, do you have like a daily, um, I guess, ritual or routine where you express gratitude or just kind of like take a moment to check in on what you're grateful for? Yeah. Uh, gosh, I used to be so much better and used to, and it sounds like that was so many years ago that I stopped doing it, but it's not. It was probably a few weeks ago where I kind of like lost my routine. But yeah, my morning routine, I try and get up before, um, my kiddos get up. I think that that's a good way to get in your headspace for the day because it's a total game changer if you can get out ahead of them uh, for your day and setting that up. <clears throat> but usually, you know, yeah, 15 to 20 minutes of just like some movement, some kind of yoga or stretching or quiet, I think really kind of helps me. And then, yeah, during that time, or even while I'm just kind of slowly you know, washing my face or just getting ready before um, they get up. I do try and think about, you know, things that, because I know that the day kind of can sometimes get crazy immediately. And I try and think about things that are, um, what my day is going to look like, how to keep it from maybe snowballing in the event that, you know, something pops up. And uh, yeah, but the great, the sitting down and doing a gratitude journal, that's been something that's uh, been a while I think I, more than gratitude I would I would say I was pretty, I'm consistent with doing affirmations so after mm -hmm. doing yoga I'll sit down and like write out affirmations for myself um, and things that I'm you know trying to achieve yeah well I think you bring up a really good point about how like for one it's okay to get off track so to speak but I also hear you saying that you're really listening to yourself and knowing what helps you. And even if it's 15 to 20 minutes, like that's kind of setting you up to thrive for that day. And then each day just, you know, adds up. So um, I think, you know, that it, it's great that you're vulnerable enough in saying that because a lot of people are like, oh, I have the perfect morning routine and I, you know, stick to it every day. And I'm like, if only. <laughs> so. If only, that is true. You know, I have to say that I was lucky enough to, to be pretty consistent with it during this time because I wasn't traveling so much and I was really doing, you know, getting up early and doing the yoga and all of that. And so, I guess the difference is even though it's kind of fallen off track now, part of it's just life and part of it's that it's dark in the morning and it's fun to stay mm -hmm. in bed. But I think that 
the good thing about even trying it and staying consistent with it even a little bit is you'll notice whether it was something that was working for you or not. Because I know when I don't do it for like three mornings in a row, I'm like, oh, I know I can feel the difference or I know the difference in how my day just was the day before and how I was completely thrown off because I just didn't, you know, throw those covers back and get out of bed like 25, 30 minutes earlier. Yeah. And I, I mean, you just keep giving all these great things here. So I think you bring up another great point that like one of those resources is our body. I mean, we can just listen to our body and, you know, it's like one of the biggest resources that we have um, to stay on track and to make sure that we're thriving. So all the okay, yeah. Matt, we can have a separate podcast on because yes, I think my body has been through the ringer. I've like put it through all the good stuff and a lot of the bad stuff. And I can, I definitely am trying to be better with like tuning in and saying, yep, that feels yucky maybe I should go take a walk or maybe I shouldn't eat that again or, or whatever it is, but you're right. Yeah. The body can tell us a lot of things or go to bed earlier, put that drink down. <laughs> right. Yeah. With COVID, I feel like we've all picked up a little more drinks than we probably care to mention. Um, Some days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So earlier in our conversation, you had mentioned kind of making an impact um, with others. So talk to me a little bit about what impact you would like to leave and kind of what that word legacy means to you. Oh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's so interesting because these questions really sparked a lot in me thinking, what did these, what these definitions mean to me? because I haven't thought about these words or these definitions in a while, like legacy, that just seems like that is something that since I was like ever even learned the word, I always just assume like that's somebody with like a humongous business is leaving this legacy to their kids. Like this is what I'm picturing. Yeah. So yeah, I, again, I always thought about that with the big companies, but I, what I realize what legacy means to me now, uh, as I mentioned, there's a lot of, there's been lots of loss in my life, but the people that I have lost have oh, have made an impact on me, even from even though I was very young to you know things that are happening around me now. And I think I've just learned something from every one of them. But the, the general the general core of it has been the same. The thing that resides inside of me from all of those people is just the impact they made on people because of their kindness, their caring, their attention. And it's sad that, you know, now that I'm in my 40s and I feel like I'm finally comfortable understanding that this is the legacy I would want to leave and the things that I would want my daughters to remember about me or anyone who's done business with me, that I'm someone who is honest and transparent and kind and looking for ways to help them or improve their situation if I can. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's just a different focus than what I had before. I think I've always wanted to be that way. My mother was that way. And I, I remember thinking, gosh, I wish I could be more like her. And I didn't actually believe Gacy that I was even wired like that because in my twenties, I kind of, every time I would like do, and, and this is, maybe this sounds terrible, but every time I do some kind of like connecting or networking I was always like got the back end plan like 
how is this going to help me and my business on the back end? And now that's not even a consideration that really enters my mind. And I don't need it to because it pays itself to me in a different way, but not one that I would ever go into trying to do something kind with the thought that I was going to get something back from it. And that's just, uh, that's been a big, that's been a change for me. And I just, I really credit that to the people who uh, have been in my life and really thankful for it. Yeah. The giver's game comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not always about business either. Like, you know, you never know what you might learn personally from someone. Yeah. I I mean, and I just think so many, just people have really interesting stories, Mm -hmm. you know, and it done, you know, and I I think too, sometimes those selfless givers, um, you know, my uncle comes to mind. So in in case you know, my uncle passed last week and he lived a very long life. He, He was 91 and I just realized, you know, cause he was really like a grandfather figure in my life and how he just kind of was this quiet presence that always made an impact. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think that there's a lot to that. But the one thing that I think is sad is sometimes you don't always know a lot about their personal life, right? In the sense that, um, you know, I don't know, I don't know all about his childhood or anything because we were such an age gap. And I think sometimes we always think we have all this time and we'll chat about that later. But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I love that kind of kind of kindness is at the core of uh, the legacy that you want to leave. I feel like, you know, that goes so far. And if you're remembered as being kind, you know, um, that can be on so many levels, not just financially, you know, so I love that. So are there any other nuggets that you have for our listeners um, that might help them thrive better? Mm. Well, I mean, I think everybody's personality is different and what's going to work for me isn't going to work for everyone. But for me, I find it how I thrive is making sure that I find a good balance on things. You know, I just make sure that you're carving out time in your life and in your day, if you are able to, where you're just really appreciating, you know, what you have, who's around you. I think that helps people thrive. And honestly, I think it's just one thing at a time, right? I mean, I am the queen of piling things on my plate and it just doesn't serve me. So I think if you just find what the one thing is that you want to accomplish that day, and I know one thing sounds so like <laughs> that's not a high achiever type thing, but if you do one thing that like drives you closer to your goal, it's the whole tortoise and the hare thing, right? Like mm-hmm. that consistency and just doing that one thing that you can check off and say, I did that today and that's getting me closer. I mean, you'll get there. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so I feel like I've mentioned this in other episodes, but when I hear you say kind of like slow down, it reminds me of the book micro resilience and how kind of like you said, when you're going towards that brick wall and you just feel like I have to be going and going and going all the time, it actually serves you less than it does if you take that extra 10 minutes, you know, Mm -hmm. or you look at your task one at a time. 
Um, so I think, you know, you just, you bring up a great point about how it's so important to understand that it's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> yeah. And it's something I have to remind myself every day because I'm still wired for as a sprinter, hundred percent. But I have to say, um, and I'm not trying to turn this around like, you know, now I'm going to be the interviewer and you're going to be the interviewee. But when I think about um, people who are successful in their business, I, I often think of you, Casey, because when we interact, you, you always have a plan. You always tackle it, things one at a time, but you're always, um, you're always present in exactly what you're doing, even though you're probably busier than most people I know. So I look at your calm, uh, your calm presence whenever we're together. And I, I always think yeah, that's trying to be like Casey, just like be in your, <laughs> just do what's on your list, you know? And well, I, I think appreciate that. You know, you helped me. Oh, well, I, I definitely appreciate that. And it's interesting that you say that. I don't know if you've ever taken the strength finders before, but my, yeah, my second strength is futuristic. So I have to be very conscious of being present because I am always thinking like, okay, what's next? Where can we go? What can we do? You know? So, um, but yeah, there's definitely a dark side to that for me. So <laughs> It's not all as easy. You probably know you're going to be, you can get sucked in. So you're probably uber diligent about it. Yeah, I have to be very, very conscious, but I definitely appreciate um, your feedback about that. So, so are there any other thoughts that you have that might've come up that you didn't share? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I just would want to leave with, you know, I think obstacles, I mean, we, we were talking about obstacles earlier. I just think that the world is riddled with them. And I think you can either just look at it as a next challenge, um, or you can just, or you can let it take you down. But, it, you know, what, what, what's the alternative? Like, if you let it take you down, then what, right? Mm -hmm. So you're trying to, to reframe it like, um, it's the next adventure or figuring out how it's like, and some, maybe challenge isn't the right word because that sounds like it's going to be hard for people and sometimes it is, but it could also be just a learning process about yourself. And I think anybody who's, I mean, everyone who we're all going through the same thing together, people are going to come out on different ends of it. It's really just how you're, you're taking what's happening around you right now and how you can leverage that to improve yourself or um, just look at a gloom and doom because I'll be honest Casey I mean I turn the news off I don't if I there's something I'm interested in knowing I ask my husband because he watches the news yep. but otherwise I just feel like uh, surrounding myself by things that are just um, going to make me happier um, and help me get to where it is the type of person I want to be. And that's what I'm going to do. And the news was not doing it for me. <laughs> I oh. agree 100%. <laughs> yeah, the news is a no go for me. So I'm sure plenty of our listeners will relate as well. So. I hope so. I hope there, there might be a few that are like, what? <laughs> Why can you not listen? Because I always thought that was kind of burying my head in the sand. And so I'm like, well, I don't have control over that. And that's making my blood pressure higher and nothing I can do there. So yeah. let's go outside. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> yes, let's do something that makes me smile. I absolutely agree. So, well, it has definitely been a pleasure getting to talk to you more. And, you know, I have loved being a part of your uh, journey towards thriving and just watching you. Um, over time and I look forward you know to continuing to thrive with you and I'd also like to thank our music sponsor Stephen Lamar Moore who created the music for our podcast so thank you again Christine it is always a pleasure talking to you well thank you Casey it was it was really fun I enjoyed it a lot so thank you for inviting me you're very welcome